I'm making all the same sounds I imagine all of you are in your garages, basements, fan caves, tap rooms, wherever you happen to have just taken in easily the most entertaining regular season Patriots game in a full year, dare I say, since week four last year, the Tom Brady returns game that the Patriots also lost by just a couple of points in heartbreaking fashion. I take you back to 2020, week two, the Seattle game, another game the Patriots lose at the very end where they showed incredible heart, resilience, effort, fortitude, strength, coaching, all of it. I know it's going to be a moral victory Sunday night and a moral victory Monday, Andy, here on the Six Rings postgame show and on WEEI on a Patriots Monday. But damn, I wanted that win. The Patriots deserve that win. The Packers win 27-24, a last-second, overtime-ending, 31-yard Mason Crosby field goal to seal it for the Pack. The Pack go, Pack, go to 3-1. and one. And despite that effort, despite the team rallying around the third stringer, Bailey Zappi, and all of your don't-worry-be-zappy jokes and puns that I'm sure will be coming soon, your New England Patriots played their asses off and yet they are a 1-3 and three team in last place in the AFC East. This is a team with balls. I yeah. can say that with definity for the rest of the season. This, in my opinion, had they pulled this off, would have been one of the greater regular season upsets in recent memory. Now, I know we're title town and there's no moral victories and you didn't, coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't kind of thing. But you started your journeyman backup quarterback. Your starting quarterback was out. Your leading receiver, Jacoby Myers, was out. Your captain and arguably best defensive lineman, Lawrence Guy, was out. Your number one cornerback, Jalen Mills, was out. You're at Lambeau Field going against Aaron Rodgers and a young receiving core that we are hearing is starting to make plays, starting to come together. And you, in the first quarter, have to field Bailey Zappi, who, if you remember this week, Joe Judge kind of, almost laughed about the idea of Zappi having to play. Like, yeah, he's not really ready. I mean, he doesn't get any reps. He's like fourth-round backup out of Western Kentucky. You know, I saw Albert Breer tweet something out. Two years ago, he was playing on a field that one of the sides of the field was a CVS drive through That's where he was playing football. And he put up great numbers, but Zappi wasn't ready. No one wanted him to play, but Zappi was out there. Zappi was going toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. Zappi was taking you to overtime. Zappi threw a touchdown pass. I'm not saying he carried you. He threw for 99 yards, I believe. I'm not sure he threw for 100 yards. But he threw a 25-yard touchdown pass that you needed to Devontae Parker. And this defense, which at times, I know we all have issues with Tavai and Miles Bryant. Issues. And different guys that are on the field. But those guys, they put what they had on the line, and they frustrated the you-know-what out of Aaron Rodgers, who was getting guys open, missing throws. He didn't play great. I'm not going to dispute that. But in the end, you went toe-to-toe at Lambeau Field, where Bill, even Bill this week was like, Lambeau's different. The history, you walk in there, Devin McCourty, you look around, you tell people, I played at Lambeau Field. And you played at Lambeau Field today with Bailey frickin' Zappi, and you went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers right till the final finish, and he got the three-point victory. I don't think Aaron Rodgers feels good about himself right now, personally. I don't think the Packers probably feel good about themselves right now. And I don't know if the New England Patriots feel good about themselves because they're one and three. And in the NFL, you got to win. There's no, nothing else matters except winning. 
but this team has balls. They've shown heart. They will fight to the finish. I don't know how good they are. I don't know how talented they are. But whether it was the offensive line with Trent Brown flexing over piles, telling people to run the ball behind me, Harris, Stevenson doing their part, reborn Kendrick Bourne as part of the zappy offense out there, they showed that they have fight. And I don't know how you cannot be impressed by that. Would it have been that much better, obviously, if you could have possibly snuck in a Nick Folk field goal to win in overtime? Obviously. But this team put its uh, put its you-know-what on the line and impressed me today. The big question now, in a sea of debates, some doubts, some exclamation points, a lot of thumbs up, a couple thumbs down, Andy, is will these New England Patriots be able to take whatever sort of moral victory momentum that you can derive, that you can pull from the unfortunate wreckage that is losing a game that you were this close to winning that would have propelled you to unforeseen heights. Oh, the honking horns and the celebrating. The tap lines would have just been left open all night long. I'd have put my card down. You know I'm good for it. Can these Patriots now take something from this game, turn around, and start a winning streak? Can they make some momentum from this? Will the big, brass, bald Patriots who showed so much temerity and so much fight and the resilience tonight in Green Bay. Will they be able to turn around and use that against the Lions next week? A Lions team that put up 45 has also balls gave of up 48. Own. That has balls of its own. They've got grit. You might You've have... got balls. It's going to be the Kevin Garnett showdown next week. Grit and balls might at Gillette Stadium. Two suspect teams, talent-wise, with grit and balls putting it on the line. But I will say, we've heard Bill Belichick all the way back to 2001. Usually we hear these things about Super Bowl teams. Ah, uh, when we went toe-to-toe with those Rams, I told the team, we might see that team again, right? The Rams. Oh, we hung with them at Foxborough Stadium. Or in Kansas City, second half. I learned something. We lost, but I learned something about the fight of our football team. I am not saying this is a Super Bowl team. It is not. I'm actually saying definitively, it is not a Super Bowl team. I don't know who is a Super Bowl team because I continue to tell you when we watch these games and get ready for the Six Rings postgame show that the NFL is out of control, wildly unpredictable, pretty sloppy so far this season. But it I know always it's only... is in September and early October. That's why Bill it's... says extension of the preseason it's and we mock of... him. It's kind, of, it a... kind it... of is. It's a little bit of a mess right now. I can't tell you who is a Super Bowl team right now. But I am going to tell you definitively, they are not a Super Bowl team. But I don't know why you can't pull from a game like Bill did in those instances for Super Bowl teams just about a borderline playoff team, about a team you now know what you have in terms of competitive nature. You may not be talented enough, but why can't you look back at a game like this and say, the way we didn't wilt in Green Bay when guys had reasons to quit, everybody was out, our backup quarterback went out, everybody knew Zappi didn't have any reps, Zappi hasn't done much since the summer, right? Everybody had a reason to just kind of, roll over, lay down, and, hey, maybe we'll bounce back next week against the Lions kind of attitude, and they didn't. So I think you learned that this team will compete to the finish, the absolute finish, whether that's week 17 because you missed the playoffs, whether that's wild card weekend because you sneak in, they will compete to the finish. And I think for a coach like Belichick that tells us week six, week seven, before I know what kind of team I have, talent-wise, I think he's still searching. But in terms of the mental makeup of his team, he found out about his team today in Green Bay. This is the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI and all across the WEEI network with your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. Of course, the socials at Fitzy GFY, at Jumbo Hart, and at WEEI. I'll read one quick text from the text line at 37937 as we broadcast here from our Best Yet brand studio on the Six Rings postgame. 
978 text. They are going to fight to the finish, Andy. I agree. The finish of probably a six-win season. <laughs> okay, maybe. It might be the case, but I'll tell you this. I would rather this team go down as a 6-11 and team that punched, clawed, scrapped, and kicked their way through every single game. And I was the most entertained I've been in a full year by a New England Patriots game. I would rather see heart and fight and tough and that kind of football in a winning or possibly losing season, knowing full well that you've got some real ones, and we'll get to the people that pop today in our thumbs up, thumbs down later, the Jones brothers who stepped up as one Jones went down, Bailey Zappi, other players who really showed us something today, a couple other guys who might want to hit the showers, take a lap, or skip the game next week. We'll get to them as well. I would much rather that, and I agree with you, they showed some big old balls today. That was a thrilling game. When we come back on the other side in the 8 o'clock hour, I will tell you something Andy Hart told me during the preseason that I believe he also shared here on the radio and wherever anyone listens to or reads Andy Hart's words that I believe came true. And I don't think we necessarily have a controversy on our hands, but it was pretty interesting the way it played out today in Green Bay. You got Fitzy, you got Hart, and we got you here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. Come on, everyone at home. I'm Bailey Zappi. Room without a roof. I'm Bailey Zappi. All happy rejoins the rest of the night. I demand it for Pat's Nation. They need a cheering uh, up. Let's continue riding the emotional wave. Of you know that we lost, p- right? I w- I'm being told in my ear we lost. Son of a... Why doesn't anyone tell me this before we start the show? Update out of Brighton. <laughs> Patriots actually lost today. To sit in this recycled air bunker all day long with you and a bunch of producers... Get paid minimum wage. Okay. Focus. And we were all riding this emotional wave, having the best time watching one of the most thrilling regular season Patriots games in years. And then they lost. And then they lost. But moral, I just tweeted it out. Moral I know, victory Monday I know. is more meaningful to me in this situation than if you had Mac Jones and all your players and like, oh, we almost beat at No, no, no. If you have all your players and you're at your best, you you should have a chance to go on the road and win. But unexpected victory Sunday trumps all. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with in well, overtime happen, so on second on. and five, actually not running the same play you ran on first down, showing some stones, letting the kid wing it, or maybe going for it on fourth down and saying, you know what, maybe we got a chance. That is Aaron Rodgers after all, and I know my defense is a little bit tired. I think they got conservative at the end, Andy. Play for the win. Maybe Belichick wanted the tie because that would have been more along the moral victory Sunday, moral victory Monday lines. I would have rather they played for the win. Go for it. You think he was playing for the tie? Uh, I'm sure they would have liked to have rushed for a first down in overtime, but the play calling was too conservative. Well, the play calling has been questionable all year. I don't know if you know they have a questionable play call. I didn't have much. I didn't have, as we discussed all day long here leading up to the Six Rings postgame show, brought to you once again from WEEI in our beautiful Best Yet Brand Studio. We didn't have much issue, quibble. We had no problem, really, with the play calling all day long. But then it got conservative. It shriveled up like those huge, the big plums they played with all day long shriveled up into, like, apricots. Like, they became dates, maybe raisins in overtime. Go for it! Well, I don't know if they had huge plums. I mean... Uh, excuse me, the, the throw to Devontae. yards I know, in four but, quarters of football. Uh, hey, uh, just curious. I know kids eat free after the Red Sox win uh, at the 99. It's been a while since the kids ate free. <laughs> what do you eat when they get blown out but on when, back-to-back days? <laughs> <taste? laughs> 
because Bailey Zappi threw for 99 yards, can I get like a, a mug of suds tomorrow to celebrate Moral Victory Monday? It was actually if he got 100. <laughs> Damn. Bad beat. Uh, a completely unexpected, a, a thrilling afternoon of football. I'm sure there's probably no one who watched that game, no one who's a diehard Patriots fan who would have any issue with the way that game was played, considering that you're without your starter, like you said. Now your backup, who you practice with, who's a seasoned veteran, knows the system supposedly in and out. He's in there because he's smart. He can handle all of this. Goes out after just six pass attempts. In the middle of the first quarter, towards the end of the first quarter, Isaiah Wynn, who now we're renaming the thumbs-down list every Sunday on on the Six Rings postgame, the Isaiah Wynn Memorial thumbs-down list. Only for a couple more weeks because I think you won't have to deal with him He's not going to be here much longer. Uh yeah, no. He gets he he lets up a sack, one of two he allows to Rashawn Gary, I believe it is. Yes. Gets Brian Hoyer dinged up hard, and in comes Bailey Zappi. The Bailey Zappi era has begun. Don't worry, be Zappi. And the kid plays great. I mean, like the throw to Parker, the throw to Aguilord, both times. One was for a touchdown, one gets you in touchdown range. The will of the Patriots, the way they rallied around this kid, the way that they they, they like, it's the old, like, you know, get a sack up for the backup. Like, they came in. This is the third stringer. They, everybody elevated their game. Whether they were a rookie like Marcus Jones, why it took so long to get him in there on punt returns and kickoff returns. You can see what an absolute dynamo, why this kid was the most electrifying kick and punt returner in college football the last couple of years. Jack Jones with the pick six, only the second pick six Rodgers has ever thrown at Lambeau playing for Green Bay. Some big-ass plays out there today. Some monstrous runs by Ramondre and by Damian Harris. Great offensive line work today. Cole Strange, my gosh. Oh, the love bath that was given by Nance and, uh, they are and Romo. They are abs- I know they're the number one crew. They're terrible. Romo sucks. Yeah, give me Ian Eagle all day. Romo, absolutely. Everybody's You're great. You're just mad because he gets good. paid a million dollars no. a Sunday. Has he ever analyzed anything other than to say everybody's great and everybody's good? Oh, Jim. Oh, he sucks. Jim. I think he's terrible at his job. Now, he may think I'm terrible at my job based on that comment. So that's which is fair. Fun. We are even. Now, I, do, I, I don't know that they necessarily played to tie. I don't know that I would want them to be as aggressive as you. Now, we had that one play where Bailey, as you put it, got zappy feet and was running around a little bit there with a chicken, like a chicken with his head cut off. So he's still the fourth-round ill-prepared rookie quarterback. So I think you want to be smart. You don't want to give the game away. And give the defense credit. They were balls all day. All day. They, I thought the rush defense, I mean, even though they gave up, even though at the end they kind of gave up some chunk plays and they got gashed. Aaron Jones, I know, had over 100 yards. A.J. Dillon had some big bad runs late in the game and into overtime as well. I thought they I thought they, they, they showed up. They fought hard. Like you said, scrappy, resilient. They showed up. They pushed. They had attitude. One thing you said when we were watching the game, finally a little swagger on this yep. team, some attitude. Bailey Zappi on his first game action in the NFL, just his fourth game as the Patriots dropped to 1-3, 27-24 loss to the Packers. Bailey Zappi was in no part, did in no part contributed to that defeat, Andy. As a matter of fact, he played really well. He did throw one touchdown, 99 yards on the hole in action, just over three quarters of game action today for Zappi. He sounded pretty upbeat. Actually, uh, all things all things considered, pretty I, humble. All the things that you like to hear, gamer, resilient, tough, humble, upbeat, all the things you want to hear on the podium in New England. I thought he continued his impressive day at the podium. You know, the offensive line was great. The guys ran the ball like, and I need to do more, but not not 
not in an annoying way. Mm-hmm. We get sometimes where you feel like it's fake and, and they don't really believe it uh, when they're saying it. So, yeah, I was impressed because that's a tough spot to be thrown in, not just on the field, but now all of a sudden because you know this is New England. This is Bill Belichick. Don't say the wrong thing. Oh, my God, I've watched Mac and what he says for years. One like, comment, you're in the doghouse. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I'm not really kidding when I say – that's another challenge in addition to I was going toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Bailey Zappi, I thought, finished his very strong day with a strong day at the podium. Yeah, the one thing that you said, and we're hoping to hear from Coach Bill Belichick in just a couple of moments. Hopefully he'll be stepping to the podium and we'll get Coach's comments following that thrilling but unfortunate defeat to the Packers. The thing that you said that I was getting to before Bailey Zappi got to the podium was this summer, I remember you said it to me at training camp, I'm not sure if you ever put it in any of like the Sunday 7 columns or any of your EEI.com action, but you said of the three quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer, and Bailey Zappi, that Bailey Zappi looked the best of the three in, in, in training camp action and running this new or reconfigured Patriots offense. Yep. You still feel that way? Uh, yeah. I mean, that hasn't, that hasn't changed since then, since camp ended. I mean, it was... It was not dramatic. It was, you have to remember the bar mm-hmm. was Mac Jones scrambling and throwing back across his body or trying to rush for, like. Or, or the things you would read from tweets from the beat reporters we all follow, like sack, uh, three-yard completion. Right. Incompletion, sack. Mac frustrated, throws ball into ground. Like right. things, it was a high school offense. That's what I had said all along. It wasn't when Zappy was out there. He looked more comfortable. He would drop back, plant his foot, throw. Like, there were more plays that were executed looking like a normal NFL offense, not like Tim Tebow 2.0 running an offense. And where that goes, I don't know, because I actually thought he struggled at times in preseason games. He got a little gunslinger-ish, and he's not afraid to throw the ball into traffic and doesn't have a cannon. But I'm intrigued to see where he can go, and I think this is going to be an interesting conversation moving forward because, I don't know if you know, the Patriots need a starting quarterback next week. And yeah. There will be a discussion as to who that person will be. I also think, real quick, is Bill ready or we need to no, talk? No, we don't okay. actually have the coach yet, so, so we're probably just going to take a break in a moment. I also wonder if Brian Hoyer's swift exit had anything to do with Tua and what has happened in the National Football League over the last week. 100%. 100%. I think there's a chance pre-Tua, Hoyer might have kept playing. But it's a head, yeah, I mean, it's a head injury. Who knows? Maybe it was worse. Who knows? We'll find out more about that. As of right now, we have absolutely no idea who's going to be playing quarterback next Sunday for the Patriots. Can Mac Jones heal up enough to be able to play against the Lions in the red throwback jerseys in week five at Gillette? Will Brian Hoyer suit up and recover from the head injury that forced him out of today's game? Or could it be Bailey Zappi, who was quite triumphant on the field today, Unfortunately, though, gets handed his first loss as a quarterback in the NFL. This is Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. Six Rings Post Game Show here on WEEI. Fitzy Hart and you at 617 779. Can we get a zap sound? Zappy for every hour. Time? Oh, 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 listen to that. Zappy hour. Zappy hour. I like a I've little lightning sound. You've used that. Yeah. So, do you want one of those old blue things that bugs fly into? Oh, the, the, the yeah, one of those, like, every things? time Bailey Zappi throws or we talk about Bailey Zappi, get like, zap, <laughs> zap. Uh, by the way, oh, nice, there we go. Zap it up, kid. Producer Nick LaPant. Oh. Uh, speaking of striking quickly, 46 seconds into the game, old man Kelsey for the touchdown from Mahomes. Well 7 done. nothing, Kansas City. Well done by you. 
Old Man Kelsey? Or yes, Mahomes? pointing out your own mistakes. I, I appreciate did. that. I owned it. Okay, good. Listen, I eat all my L's, which is why I have a very balanced diet. There are lots of them to be had. And one of them would be predicting a 23-13 to 13 Patriots loss today. You, speaking of take a lap and eat the L, what did you call for today's game? 33-13 Packers. Whoops. Whoops. I picked the right team hey, to can win. can we get a shame bell in the other room? Maybe uh, Producer Nick for old Jumbo here. 20-point defeat for the Patriots, my left foot. That'll be next week. Anyway. Uh, shame. In overtime. <laughs> I want to go over this because it's a heated topic both on Twitter, on the text line. Well, we can't help it because we got so close to the taste of victory, and then we were just left with the bitter, bitter, bitter taste of defeat in our mouths. Good point by you also. The Patriots did hold a lead in all four quarters. Just not the fifth one they needed it. Oh, son of a blank. So the Green Bay Packers go three and out to open overtime. You get the ball back at the Patriots' 49-yard line. You go five-yard run for Damian Harris. Then you go no-gain Damian Harris. Then you go timeout Patriots. Then you go Bailey Zappi incomplete to the right, where he could have thrown an interception. Was a little rookie The pocket collapsed. He got some Zappi feet. Yes. There you go. And he rolls to the right, almost throws a pick. So you have fourth and five from the Green Bay 46. And I've heard a lot of people that are upset the Patriots didn't go for it. Didn't let Zappi go for it. Now, I, after that play, I don't mind punting. We talked about it. I think your defense was playing tough. I may have played this differently. I got to be honest with you. Second and five from the 46, I think I'm throwing with Zappi. If I'm playing to win the game, to just flat out go all in, you know, put my chips on the table with Zappi, I think I throw on second down there. Even though they did run the ball for most of the day relatively well with Damian Harris, certainly he had 86 yards or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But once it got to that throw and the third down play, then I think I'm punting because you don't want to give it away. And I also would ask you this. Does next week bear any um, meaning there? And what I'm asking you is, is Bill thinking, Max not back next yet next week. You don't know that. Hoyer could still be out. Mm-hmm. I may need Zappi to start against the Detroit Lions. I How? don't want his first game to end on a pick six. Oh, horrific do you think that would possibly erode at his confidence, or do you think that would make the kid get a case of the sads all week and not be able to start with Certainly the same could. kind of moxie that he showed today? Hell no. Certainly could. Hell no. You don't think quarterbacks get He was get thrust into, of course they can be moody, of course okay. they can be mercurial, but at the okay. same time, this kid's a slinger. You yourself said it, he's a gunslinger. Oh, I do think he is a slinger. You don't, well, you don't right throw down 60 the mat- touchdowns and 80 billion yards without slinging it. you got to sling it all over the field. Which is what numbers. people love about him. I think, honestly, I, right so now. So you should have gone for it. They, I I Fourth and five, you should have gone for it. I'm with you 100% that they should have not run the same damn play that they ran on first down on second down because right. Green Bay was like, you're in the same formation. This looks pretty familiar. I know we've had trouble stopping it, but we're going to overload to that side. Like you said, a little boot, a little misdirection, play action right there. Bailey Zappi could have scooted out to the right-hand side and gotten 10, 12 yards all on himself. Imagine how he would have been feeling if you have to start him next Sunday against Detroit if that kid's all up in his fields because he beat the Packers and Rodgers. I said it live. Second and five, I would have booted. I would have absolutely had Zappi on a boot because that's part of this new offense, right? Mm-hmm. Boots, boots are part of the new offense, or they were until I don't know. You know if the new offense exists anymore, and the brain trust. That's something else we can get into. Is when Bailey Zappi has to go in, and it's Joe Judge, Bill Belichick, and Matt Patricia all in this little consortium right in front of him. It's like, right. wow, how many head coaches and former head coaches do you need to get this Zappi guy ready? You'd think the offensive guys might be able to handle it, but no. Many more thoughts from us coming up. We're waiting for Patriots coach Bill Belichick to take to the podium and offer some post game words. But in the interim. How about you, Pats fans? 617 779 7937. We kick it off with Jamal, who's in the car. What's up, Jamal? 
Hey, guys, how y'all doing? We're doing Good. very well right now, my man. Could have been better, but we're doing pretty well. No, I can't believe I'm, I'm actually agreeing with Andy and disagreeing <laughs> with Fitzy right, right now. But um, I just want to say, like, while I was on hold, I actually realized that if uh, the the worst thing about the game tonight was the receivers, and they didn't give uh, Zappy Bailey Bailey Zappy a chance to to succeed uh, on a couple of drives, they dropped a couple of important passes, and I think that could have made a difference in the game. Now, are you talking about the low uh, throws? The the pass that Aguilar dropped before the end of the first half. I remember that one. That was a bummer. Hit him in the chest. Yep. Yep. There was there was one other one also. Uh, I'm having a hard time thinking about other consequential drops. I, I don't I mean, they were any... conservative with the passing game. That's the reality, which they were allowed to be conservative. A, because Aaron Rodgers had an off night. He didn't throw the ball down the field well. I thought they had guys open that he missed overthrew them. And they were running the ball. They were able to run the ball right. with both Harris and Stevenson in that offensive line. We should mention Marcus Cannon came in for a while at right tackle. Mm-hmm. We can get into that later. But they yeah. were they were going to be conservative with the passing game. Yeah, every drop probably hurts them on a night like tonight. If you're only going to throw it 15 times. Everyone is magnified. Everyone is Correct. more valuable. Jamal, let me ask you this. Are you more into or are you more hype, if you will, about the Patriots season now following today's game, the effort, and Bailey Zappi stepping in the way, the, the energy the Patriots showed? Well, I have to say that going into this game, I had my own little game plan where I wanted, I just wanted the defense to win the game for us, basically. And I think they did that enough. Thank they gave us a Jamal, chance. Jamal, I got to. Thank you, Jamal. A predictably short. Kurt, if you will, and it sometimes terse. Bill Belichick post game wasn't really having much with the questions, but then again, when has Bill Belichick ever been, uh, shall we say, exceedingly glib or magnanimous? And magnificent defeat. I, uh, no. I don't know. I thought that the answer there on the what was your message to Zappy? The I don't know. Like you know, what was your message? Did you go over and say like, "Nice game, kid," or "Way to step up," or "I'm proud of you"? Like just maybe something slightly positive, upbeat, or paternal. And even if he did, he's not going to share it because he's always big on, you know, those conversations will remain between me and the player or things of that nature. I don't remember. I think he was a little dinky, but what? not overly dinky. Yeah, that's one thing we should establish here on the Six, game, six Rings postgame show. Dink meter? Yeah, we need, might need to have the Coach Belichick postgame dink meter. Yeah. What I would didn't you think put that? that was the worst. Like, that was a, that it's was, been worse. Now, was, I, I have five and a half. The best question out of ten? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a decent line. Decent message. Um, the, the question about the off coverage that Aaron Rodgers threw that even Tony Romo pointed out, Jack yeah. Jones was yep. eight yards off, whatever it was, quick throw. And is that a missed assignment or is that what he's, and Bill said, no, that's just Aaron taking advantage. Well, like, I don't know. the follow up to that is like, why are you playing, playing your corner so far off yeah. against Aaron Rodgers? Now the, the, the response is probably something to do with, I don't know, guys were getting behind us all night long and he was lofting up balls and we didn't want to leave well, the guys that was play. the guy that was specifically, uh, Getting gotten behind, pardon my horrific grammar. Wiggy just called in and said that was terrible. (laughs) The guy who was giving up the big pass plays was Jonathan Jones, A, your fastest corner, and B, the highest-rated cornerback in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. I know how much you love those PFF grades. Yeah, I'll be interested Uh, to see his grade this week. Gave up the bomb to Dobbs, and then another one that ended up being an incomplete pass. When that's probably a positive grade. That's that's yeah, that's because it was incomplete. He didn't give up a touchdown, although he he did. did. He gave up the touchdown. But, he but then mother and mother with well, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field chipped in. But there I did think, I mean, there had to have been 
conservatively, I'm going to say eight passes where Packers had a receiver behind the Patriots defense mm-hmm. and a lot of them Rodgers overthrew. The timing was a little bit bumped off, whatever. Right. They weren't on the same page. And I think in this situation, Bill's saying we're not giving it up in one play. Like they don't want to. They don't ever want to give it up in one play. Who does? But they don't more than others probably. And that's probably the reason Jack Jones is off there. We'll give him the short yardage. We'll make him keep working. Maybe something happens. Maybe we create a turnover. Maybe we do something. So I think that's probably the answer there. But he was a little extra dinky in some of those. The Six Rings postgame show is also brought to you by Zooty. Build any app your company needs in just one week's time. Visit Zooty, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com, for your free trial today. We'll keep on with the postgame show when we come back. We'll go up our thumbs up and thumbs down, the players who popped and the players who were not, as well as more of your calls, some Patriots audio. Patriots lose a heartbreaker in overtime, but what a thrilling, entertaining heartbreaker it was 27-24 at Lambeau Field. Fitzy and Hart here on the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Don't worry. Be zappy. Zappy. Don't worry, be zappy. Hey! All happy zappy rejoins the rest of the night because we are silver lining hunting, as someone said to me in a text thread earlier. We're looking for the good. Yeah. The silver linings, the One gold. One in three, last place. What, what were you saying? Oh, God. Man, Andy Hart. I'm are, back, baby. You are a vibe killer. It was nice that you were actually on the positive side of the tracks earlier. Well, the, and now the here truth you is come- somewhere in the middle. It is. That's the whole thing. Like, you can't do you get celebrate too moral victory? Mo- oh, boy. Oh, I don't know zappy. I, can, I don't know if I can make it till 10 o'clock tonight. Zappy hour here oh. on the Six Rings <laughs> Post <laughs> Show. <laughs> Half price apps and beers. Zappetizers? Oh, that's good. Nice. Zappy hour. Well done. Zappetizers. There you go. I like that. Thank you. Least I can do for you right now. Wow, two touchdowns already on the board for Kansas City. Scorching. That, Microsoft Surface tablets everywhere are running. That Tom Brady defense, the Tampa defense. Ooh, look at that. Clyde Edwards Elair right up the gut. By the way, we're with you till 10 o'clock. At that point, we will join Westwood One's coverage of Kansas City at Tampa Bay in progress. To the phones we go again, 617-779-7937. Steve is in Everett. Hey, I was in Everett earlier today at the Encore enjoying a little Oktoberfest. What's up, Steve? Well, great show, guys, but I think Bill Belichick is becoming a grumpy old man. He's scared. He's playing scared. He's coaching scared. So on in overtime, you're in Green Bay. You run the fest down, okay, and you get a couple yards or three yards. Why don't you throw a second down instead of running back-to-back? They know you're going to run the football, which is your strength. You throw the second down and then see what you got, and then maybe third run, you run. Last week was exact that. I mean, they had like on fourth quarter or late third quarter, third and three yards, okay? Your strength is running the football. They throw the football. Couldn't get it. You know, turnover. Today, it was a tough game. Defense played so well to allow us to win the game. Bill Belichick and his coaching staff, really, if you look at it, they lost the game for us. They really did. You know, in the Super Bowl first time Patriots won, Bill went for the win. Everybody's saying they're going for the tie. No, he went for the win. Now he's getting old. He's scared. He's playing scared. I'm sorry. I like the guy. He's a terrific man. He gave us a lot of championships. But really, something is really running away from him as far as the game. Great show, guys. But it was a disappointing loss. 
they should have won. Thank you. Thank Great you, call, Steve. Steve. Excellent. He's prepared. So, he had his point. He made multiple points. They were relevant. He had a little historical data and a reference to point two for as to why he was disappointed with what happened today. Thank you, Steve. Andy, it's it's interesting because we can point to moments in the game, schemes, effort, designs, etc., that Bill Belichick and company brought to the game, brought to the table, if you will, that helped put the Patriots in a position to succeed. They did an excellent job preparing this team today. Mm-hmm. Their effort was on point. There was a lot of energy on the field. They were flying around giving max effort all over, especially on defense early on. Then they got tired and they ground down and they needed a play. And I, I happen to agree with Stephen Everett that when they needed a play and the defense was starting to get worn down, they got too conservative at the end. And they didn't play to win. Back in Super Bowl 36, they did play to yeah, win. But that doesn't compare. A lot of times they played to win. How many passes had Tom Brady thrown by then? Because Bailey like... Sappy had thrown 14 passes at mm-hmm. this point in his career. You he's at, play to win the game. Thank you, Coach Edwards. Lambeau By the way, a free Field. agent. He's a free agent now. Maybe he could come in and speak to Coach Belichick this week about uh, why you play the games. Yeah, no. I, I don't need him to tell, <laughs> telling me anything about anything in football. I, I've never been overly impressed with Herm Edwards. <laughs> never understood why he got traded to one from one team in the NFL to another or kept getting jobs. Did such a good job this year. He was relieved of his services on the field. On the end zone, yeah. Zone. Shake his hands and go away. Look uh, at Coach. See, so I think that comparison is different. You are literally 14 throws into Bailey Zappi's career at this point. You're not in a neutral site game. Super Bowl, big game. But this is Lambeau Field. It's Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's a unique atmosphere. Everybody says, like, you know, the Super Bowl is kind of a dinner party because it's the weird crowd and Mm -hmm. corporate and all these things. So I I don't like that comparison. What I do want to know is Mm -hmm. who was deciding what was done on that drive? Good question. That I want to know. And I don't care about third and fourth down. To me, the the, the down was second down. I yep. said it to you live. A boot here. Mm-hmm. Run a boot. One of those high school, throw it into the ground if you have to, right? You got one crosser, a couple guys, couple routes. Make it easy. Half the field. The whole cliche. A play QB he's thing. probably run a million times in, in his, his high life. school and college life. career. Yes. yes. Maybe not in New England, no. but in his life. And he's been a quarterback his whole life. Not just this period of time where he got some reps, then stopped getting reps when the regular season started and was running, you know, the scout team offense for the other teams. Things of that nature. That was the down I'd like to know. How did that go? Because we know even if Patricia's the play caller, which he is, he's the play caller. We know Bill interjects himself when he wants to change things. Run it here. Throw it here. You know, right. Loosen up. Fine. He, gets, he gets final word. He gets so, veto power. He gets final word. Who? How did that drive unfold in terms of what Bill told Patricia, who was calling the plays, who decided? Because I thought second down was the down where if you wanted to make some hay and say, we're going to win this game, we're not playing conservative, we're going to grab the bull by the horns here, and we're going to try to win it. It was second down. So I would love to know the technical aspect of who said what at that period of time. David, in Florida, wants to talk about the fourth quarter and why the Patriots, again, didn't go for it. Hello, David. How are you? Greetings, greetings, greetings. First of all, I got five things, four things. First of all, if this game were a postseason game, it would have been an instant classic. Yes. I mean, it was just, it was riveting. It was a great, great, great game, back and forth, a very exciting game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got four. I got four things. First of all, um, penalties, even if we, I don't care who was quarterbacking today, penalties and uh, will still are still a problem. Yep. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's just, it, it's just, and I don't get it because that is so uncharacteristic 
of of the Patriots and Belichick, and I just don't mm. get it. Why why these problems? It's starting to almost become st- more the norm, David. Over is, the last eighteen un- to twenty four months, I believe it's be referred to as characteristic of the New England Patriots. They've had too many game changing penalties for two years now. Uh, point number two. Yeah. Number two. They they have to whether it's Patricia or Belichick or whomever, they have to open up the offense a little bit more. I mean, I'm not saying you just have to, and especially with the running game, everything was up the middle. Why not any pitches down the sideline or, or or any? I mean, they had one reverse, but uh, I mean, and I know Bailey was still the quarterback as his first game, but you, you gotta, you can't just go up the middle every single time as either. You, I mean, pitch it outside. Have a have a, a have a different formation in the backfield. Well, he uh, it I was bet. the worst rush defense against the best rushing attack as far as like football metrics and ratings go. They had a lot of success running off tackle with Trent Brown, who was motioning to the sidelines to keep running his direction. He was flexing on the tackled piles, so it was working. But they did go to the well a bit too much. And mind you, again, it was Bailey Zappi's first NFL experience, and he wasn't even yeah. prepped to be the starter. He had to come in in relief. So yeah. I, I hear you, and I feel you, David. Third point. Like a- Two more quick things, yeah. Now, number three, even as good a game and, and as safe a game as, as, as Bailey played, it's I still need to see more. And I don't want to hear anybody start talking about a, a, con, a quarterback controversy because Mac is still the man when he comes back. Mm. And I just haven't seen enough of Bailey. If he had another game, if he, plays, if he starts next week, and I guess he'll probably presumably be the starting quarterback next week, if he has a stellar game next week and he puts up, 30, 35 points, then maybe I'll reconsider that. But right now when Mac comes back, it's still his team. All right. And the and final point, David. My last one. This is a fun one, I think. But the last drive of, the, of regulation, uh, they were, like, stuck at their own two-yard line. Then they handed the ball off to Ramonde. He picked up seven. Then they third down, they picked up a yard. Then it was fourth and, like, half a yard from, like, their own nine-yard line. Rewind 10 years ago to fourth and two against Manning. It was the same situation. Did anybody think they would at least get up to the line of scrimmage and try and draw um, Green Bay offsides or even consider going for a fourth and a, and a foot because they didn't want to give the ball back to Rodgers? Now, granted, the defense played super, mm-hmm. and they stopped them. But I hear but, what I mean, you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a good one, David. Thank you for the call, and thank you for all those points. Uh, Andy, going for it on fourth down in your own end zone with, or rather on your own 10 when you got fourth and less than a fourth and about a yard, or punt it off to Rodgers and try to get to the half. Obviously, they tried to do a little hook and lateral. They fumbled the ball. They didn't even get the yeah. There was like the hail mary. Five seconds left or something. Yeah, but that wasn't. It was a little bit more than that. Okay, well, I don't think no. that that would have been too aggressive. Be going forward on no, the no, Green no, no, Bay, not not aggressive. Stupid. stupid. Going forward on the Green Bay forty-six with fourth and five. Aggressive. Not even aggressive. really overly but aggressive. But like last year, aggressive. remember? I take you back to the game that I I referenced at the beginning of the show, where. I said it was the most exciting regular season game since week four, so it's actually been a year. It was last year that the Patriots played Tampa. Nick Folk misses the 56-yard field goal with time all, with less than a minute left or about a minute time, minute's time left. Clangs off the upright. Absolute heartbreaker. But it was fourth and three. Jacoby, he missed Jacoby Myers on a third and three pass, and Belichick decided to go for the kick, thinking that Nick Folk gave him the best chance to win. Of course, it would have put the ball back in Tom Brady's hands with about a minute left, so he could have possibly driven the dagger himself. But he didn't go for it there either. Are we getting a little more conservative with the play calling? No. Especially in clutch moments and big spots? I think he's done this at various points throughout his career. And I do think you take into account the quarterback. 
Like, that's a key part of this. After after 01, he had a veteran-proven quarterback was the reality. Like, Tom Brady was, <laughs> was, was thrown into the crucible. His medal was tested. John Madden was surprised. But from then on, right, don't you have, like, a certain fallback? Like, it's Brady. Sure. I got Brady. Yeah. For 20 years. Now it's, well, you had the little Cam Newton era, but now it's Mac Jones, rookie quarterback. Yep. And now you had Bailey Zappi, who, to me, calling him a rookie quarterback isn't even doing him justice. It's not Fourth a rookie round, quarterback who no prepared reps, the entire no, right, preseason. Like nothing. Like, hey, it was all about Hoyer. We're all, like, doing the whole Hoyer the Destroyer. It's Axel Hoyer, blah, blah, blah. Not now all, all of a sudden. you. No, not just me. There just were other you. people doing it too. Uh, yeah, see, you he people. had to make sure yeah. you had to make sure that you had to belittle the people that actually support you by responding to you on Twitter, dealing with your barbs, reading your reading your little pieces, watching your little videos. Yeah, no, those people. Yeah, they were all they were all excited about it. Yes, it's not even a. It wasn't even prepped for a full proper NFL start. All right, we have to pay some bills. Again? We'll come back for the. I know. Well, that's the thing. That's how radio works. This commercial I like post game. I have too much I to say and not enough time to say. Well, it. we have one more full and complete hour, a power hour, the final hour of the Six Rings post game show. Zappy days. Is Bailey gonna start next Sunday? Hoyer got hurt. Here comes Zappy. All happy Zappy rejoins the rest of the Six Rings postgame show here on WEEI and the WEEI Sports Radio Network at WEEI, at Fitzy GFY, and at Jumbo Hart. Yes, sir. Andy Hart, it appears as though you have something you would like to share from social media. So there's a lot of talk about the spot and, you know, go for the win and Bailey Zappi's young and maybe playing not to win, lose, blah, blah, blah. Do we have something from the surrender index? No, I just want to give you some perspective on the spot that Bailey Zappi was in. Bailey Zappi is the first player ever, big E, big V, big E, big R. So uh, all capitalized for emphasis. To make his NFL debut as a visitor at Lambeau Field and throw a TD pass in that game. See, he was on a heater. Belichick should have trusted him to go for it there. So he was going to be the first to throw two TD passes in his NFL debut at Lambeau Field. No, over he the was going to be the years. first quarterback to be a third stringer and make his debut at Lambeau Field and get the win by beating A.A. Ron Rodgers. Yeah, I just think, you know, you also need to understand the perspective of the spot. But that doesn't change it. It the ability. huge moment. No, all y'all are being critical of one. Oh, fourth and five, you should have gone for it. No, no. Second, second and five was I when you go for it. second and five. And that is where the rubber met the road. Okay, well, you may not have had a fourth and five had you gone for it on second and five. Nothing gets by you. No, nothing. You are Tony Romo-esque in your analysis. By the way, this Take hour uh, this hour of the Six Rings postgame show, if my rude co-host will allow for a sponsor's read, the Six Rings postgame show this hour is brought to you by Unified Office and their revenue-producing restaurant phone technology. <laughs> Unified, something you and I are not. <laughs> All right, Andy, let's do it. Let's do a little thumbs up, thumbs down on the night. Uh, the players that popped and the players who did not. Let's start because it is a moral victory Sunday, uh, which will trend right into a moral victory Monday. We want to try to stay upbeat. We want to be happy. We want to look to the positive side of things that hopefully the Patriots will be able to gain and build uh, off the momentum from tonight's thrilling yet difficult defeat. And the Chiefs are absolutely taking the 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the woodshed. Patrick Mahomes just put a Madden-esque, and I mean the video game-like play, where he rolled right, spun around, avoided a tackler, ran forward a little bit more, and then underhand pitched it into the end zone for like a two-yard touchdown pass. Highlight real crap. Holy moly. Look at this guy. Look, Yep, spin move, and then, yeah. You know what he did? He did one of those, when you're at the carnival and you're try- or at the arcade and you're trying to yeah, you're not score really the, shooting, score you're the little like- basketball as often as you can, you just do like quick shot, quick yep. shot. He just he did that for a touchdown. the corner to Edwards Hilaire, who has two touchdowns. It's 21 to three. Yes. Chiefs. So wow. let's start with the thumbs up Ooh, here in boy. positive six rings post game show. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two. Yeah, two thumbs up. I am going to give every thumb I have, which is only two, obviously. I can use mm-hmm. my toes, maybe. Get the panda bear with the opposable thumb to also give me a thumbs up. Bailey Zappi. I don't know how you can not start there. What I just read. First ever to – they it opened in 1957. No one's ever made their debut, debut as a visitor at Lambeau Field and thrown a touchdown. He did that. He did have a turnover on the fumble, the the strip sack, which I wouldn't put on him. I would uh, put no, elsewhere. The, the person we'll that we're going to rename the thumbs down uh, list after. But, you know, first and foremost, I thought he looked comfortable. They had some issues. You could actually argue that he threw a touchdown pass on a uh, delay of game play. Whoops. Um, but they didn't call it, so therefore it is not a penalty. And the referees, therefore, deserve a spot on the thumbs-up list as well. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Oh they screwed God. up a lot of things. Like, I thought Aaron Rodgers was absolutely down when he spun out of a sack. Um, Correct. We lost 10 yards in, on that in, one. In overtime. Because he went, um, he went uh, the back of the his back hand of his down hand while he was down. holding the ball. It's supposed to be only the palm of your hand or the bottom of your feet. Yeah. And uh, so they screwed that up. But Bailey I demand Zappi, an investigation. Where's Ted Wells? Number 97 on offense. Yeah, yeah number 97, 97 on offense. And then they changed it. So th- they had some <laughs> Which issues. Is Demarcus Mitchell, who's Focus a on the positives <laughs> here. Bailey Zappi um, thrown into Lambeau Field and that whole thing. And I thought did about as good a job as you could have expected. And we don't know. Like, they were conservative. I don't know what he would have done if you had asked him to throw it 20, 22 times, 24 times, whatever. If you had opened it up a little bit. You know me. I kind of like Bailey Zappi. I'm intrigued by what I've seen so far. And uh, certainly remain intrigued after that performance at Lambeau. Who's got two thumbs and is the best at everything? This guy. <laughs> He's such an idiot. That's Christian Fourier. That's our guy. Know. Yeah, Fourier, you done with the post game? You calling in? Yeah, yeah, I'm calling I, you out. He's probably drunk this week. Um, so after that, I would go to the two running backs and the mm-hmm. running game. Yes. Kind of as a group. So Two-headed you monster. Damian Harris. Well, it's really a seven-headed monster. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and the five guys up front. Because I did think Trent Brown, for whatever reason, got a bee in his bonnet. And when Trent Brown is motivated at six foot seven, three, Hell four, hath 500 no fury pounds, like the man mountain that is Trent Brown. If he is motivated. And so that ground game got going, and that was a key factor for you. I think you rushed for eighty, just over 80-plus yards for Harris. Uh, Harris and just over 60-plus yards for Stevenson. Um, so I thought that was a key as- – first of all, we thought that was going to be a key aspect of Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Never mind when Bailey Zappi comes in. You, We thought – I said, I think, on the Six Rings preview we did, the yep. podcast – if you don't rush for a buck fifty or a buck seventy, you don't have a shot in Hades. Like no. that has to be a part of your game plan. And also shout and out was. to the offensive line as well. Uh when Pete Bukowski from the Locked On Packers podcast joined us for the preview, he said, Watch out for Kenny Clark. He's been uh an absolute pass rushing monster and playing yep. like a man on fire and possessed at that. They neutralized him today pretty well. The pass protection, save for the person we will rename the thumbs down list after momentarily, was actually pretty rock solid yep. today. Yep. So I-, I thought that was good. Um, 
you know, and interestingly, this guy doesn't get on the thumbs up list, but David Andrews, the one time you saw David Andrews and Kenny Clark was when Kenny Clark was losing his mind um, and cheap shot in the him. back of the head. And you know when you usually do that as a defensive lineman? When you're having a slow day, like when you're being frustrated, frustrated, when you're being blocked. And I think that was a frustration foul, as they would say in the NBA on Kenny Clark against uh, David Andrews there. So um, the and I personally, this is what I did. You can call me a, a, a cheap shot, whatever, take the easy way out guy mm-hmm. on WEI.com. I put the defense because I thought the defense fought the good fight all night as a whole. Undermanned. Mm. I okay, thought, the whole defense. I mean, there yeah. there are players. That- well, no, no, no. There was one that made it. Indi- one individual made it. But as a whole, I thought the entire defense fought the good fight for whatever it is, seventy minutes, mm-hmm. and weren't always in good positions. But and and certainly didn't have their best players on the field due to injuries. We talked about it. Lawrence Guy out, Jalen Mills out, mm-hmm. two key cogs out there, and then at various times had players on the field that I know a lot of fans wouldn't really want on the field. We'll get to some of that in the thumbs down category. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the whole defense scrapped and clawed. Now, the face of that would be Jack Jones because Jack Jones pick six, a rarity. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers has four in his career. Four total. That was, This was the second pick six at Lambeau Only Field. Only four in his long, illustrious career. Yes. Imagine that. Uh, well, he takes care of the football. He doesn't really get loose with the football too often. I think that's one of the things that Belichick likes about him is he gave him his read him his love letter about being too accurate, too smart, knowing too much about football in Bill Belichick's uh, postgame show. About how long did that run? A couple minutes? I don't know. Uh, Jack Jones, the pick six, the thing I found most interesting, he broke so well on the throw that he actually had to reach back and catch it. It was behind him. He almost (laughs) overran it and then, you know, had an easy jaunt to the end zone. He also had a forced fumble, fumble recovery. um, And Bill actually... Sort of um, honestly, I thought in the post game when asked about Jack Jones, mm-hmm. um, kind of said what I say about him: like he makes plays. Yeah, there's some other times where he kind of gives up plays. Like he is an exciting young player, aggressive. Um, for some reason, had a white hoodie on. Don't really understand why he had a white hoodie on on this night. In the Green conditions Bay. looked uh, beautiful, essentially autumnal, just <laughs> absolutely gorgeous out there. Let me ask you this: the way Jack Jones has played, or the way he's coming on right now. Mm. Do you think J.C. Jackson, for 36 times the price, would be playing any better? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, this is sports radio, so it's a fair question. Yeah, I do. I think J.C. Jackson's a better player right now. You do? Now, at some point, would you say, oh, well, we finally got this guy to play at that level, and it took 10 games, 12 games, 20 games, whatever, and now we're still only halfway through his rookie deal, and mm-hmm. this is a great value? Yeah, that, that could happen. I think when healthy— J.C. Jackson's not healthy. He's coming off that ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a better player, and he's a better playmaker. I think Jack Jones has shown f- more than enough potential yeah. where you're excited. And excited right now for me to say, when does he become your number one corner? That would be the next step for me. Forget all pro, pro bowl type player, anything like that. This is a secondary that lacks a number one corner. Jalen Mills is miscast in that role. A thousand percent. Your boys at PFF have him as the worst graded corner in the National Football League. John Jones is rated, or previous, uh, prior to today, I should say, rather, as the top rated corner ridiculous. this season so far. I mean, That's ridiculous. ridiculous. And it's it'll be over after today. After today, yes. Well, He's also be. actually. He's, I never assume with them. He's also playing out of spot. He's not an outside yes, corner, and he's that's the guy. problem. That's why I think if Jack Jones could ever solidify, even let's just say he's a starting outside corner, not number one or, or go to whatever cover guy. If Jack Jones evolves into a starting outside corner, 
that is a big step forward for the secondary. Andy, there's got to be one more person on your thumbs up list. Uh, Marcus Jones. Marcus oh, yeah, he Jones. Was fine. fine. I mean, that's How his job. Multiple. Well, you could say the same thing about everyone. It's Jack Jones's job to defend passes, try to pry fumbles loose, he pick was off good. passes. He was good. Marcus Jones was excellent tonight. Yeah, he was. Good. You and I have been banging the drum and yes. pitching here at the radio station and wherever else anyone will hear us, read us, etc. Please get Miles Bryant a out of the. Sorry, nice person, but like he stinks. He's just not very good at football. And, or he's just, or he's just a little too slow for some of these speedy receivers that he's asked to cover. Yes, but he's not good at fielding punts. Well, he's, that's not his fault. Several, he shouldn't have been back. He shouldn't there. be back there. So why did they wait until this week? That being said, we got a full first full dose of Marcus Jones. He's good. as primary kick returner and punt returner. He was electric. Yeah, multiple good. times he put the Patriots almost in scoring range. Yes. Like twenty and thirty yard returns look to be the norm. Now I don't know the PFF grades of. Green Bay special teams units. But what I do know is I saw someone who's shifty, who's quick, he's got that twitch. Hell, it might even make a nice slot receiver one day because, of course, he scored touchdowns. As we've gone over a million times, four different ways at college, and one of them was receiving. Before we go to the break, we'll come back with thumbs down. Sean's in Worcester. He's got a question for us, Andy, on six rings. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, Mike? I just wanted to know why didn't they let uh, Zappy throw more? to loosen up the defense so that they could get the running game going more because they knew Green Bay knew when they that when he came in they were they weren't he wasn't gonna be throwing the ball and he would you know, they were just gonna try and run it. Because so they didn't they didn't because they didn't need to. I mean the way they played it yeah, they but, went overtime. But he had some nice throws. He had some really nice throws when he had to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure he ever had to. to. That's why he had some nice throws. I think they did a good job managing it. And, again, he's a fourth-round rookie who hasn't gotten many reps since training camp in the preseason and is about as green as green can be. Yeah, but still, Green Bay had the worst running attack in football, and the Patriots had the best. And if if you had them – Throw the ball because once uh, Hoyer went out, all of a sudden you see everybody loading the box, and they, the Patriots couldn't run like they usually do. All right, thank you so Mutt much. Mutt here. Thank you so much. Uh, Mutt here on the Six Rings post. Oh, I'll show. be bringing that up tomorrow when I'm on with Mutt. <laughs> Speaking of a loaded box. Mutt, bo- I didn't know you were doing the uh, postgame show with me Speaking now. Speaking of a loaded box, I think Sean may have been able to finish that. A- he emptied the box of wine. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah. Mud here. Did you like? I actually I had think no they. Issue. I had no other issue than that. the 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 game on the line, right. overtime, yep. second, third, and fourth down. Let's say that three mm-hmm. play window. I think they managed it pretty well. Mm-hmm. They managed to get into overtime with a team that I don't think should have been in overtime with the Packers today. Like Mm-mm. they were undermanned. The town, ta- like on the road, rookie QB. They managed it pretty well. Can we expect this effort from the Patriots more regularly now? You think? Is this the kind of uh, effort they're going to put up, or was a lot of this? Did a lot of the effort that they brought to the field tonight come from the world is picking against us? Everyone doubts us. No one's giving us a chance. We got the backup. Everyone's been up our proverbial, you know what, all off season long. We're about to show up and show out. Well, I think some of it. That's always been the backup QB thing. Like everybody feels like I need to do ten percent more. I need to do five percent more. I need to do more of my share because we don't have our leader, our quarterback. And Mac was that, regardless of how he was playing. Mm-hmm. Mac is the franchise QB, and you're going to the backup. So, yeah, I do think there's something to that. And I don't know if you can continue to do that week after week. I don't know if you're going to have to. 
We don't just, I mean, we have no idea when Mac is coming back. Nope. Or if he's wanted back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm very curious. I'm very curious as to how much, like, love, the way people might fall in love temporarily with Zappy this week and just be like, I want to see this kid some more. Put him in. Put him in. Zappy's the future right here. Let's do it. Like He didn't throw any picks. I know. Well, obviously not. He only was allowed to throw the ball 14 times. You yourself said earlier that it was quite the conservative restraint that they showed in allowing him to sling it out there. he threw it 15 times, and on the 15th, he tried to throw a pick. Good point. (laughs) Good point. Almost did. I know. I still wish they allowed him to try. I I wish they allowed him to throw a 16th time on second and five. Maybe that would have been the 15th. Who knows? Well, it would have been at that point. That's how numbers work. Pats. Yeah, right. Shut up. Pats lose 27-24 to the Packers. We're talking about it here with you. We're processing, of course, Patriots coach Bill Belichick will be on the Greg Hill Show tomorrow morning. You're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be a uh, real chipper one tomorrow. Lots of great guests all week long here. Greg Hill Show starts at 6 a.m. tomorrow. You can listen here at 93.7 or on the Odyssey app. More thumbs down from Andy Hart when we come back. Your calls and everything else that goes into the Six Rings postgame show. Pat's Packers edition here on the Zap Zap Zappiest station in town, WEEI. Listen, this is a New England team that's not as bad as their record. They're 1-3. They're obviously incredibly well coached. Brian only played, I think, what, a series or two series. And then the third guy comes in. Obviously, Max dealing with an injury. So this is a game we had to win, for sure. I mean, you can't can't be 2-2 two and two, losing to a third-string quarterback and, uh, and not playing great in all three phases. So we had to have this one. That doesn't take anything away from the joy of winning, but this is the one we had to have. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers talking about the third guy. Bailey Zappi is his name. Put some respect on that name, Captain Ayahuasca, Mr. Tovid, immunized. The third guy comes in. Bailey Zappi, the third guy, almost came in and beat your ass at your home stadium today. Actually, you had a pick six. Only the second time he's ever thrown one at Lambeau. Only one of four all time. And did you tell me during the break, Andy Hart? I did. That the Packers had gone, what was it, 13 straight games without a turnover? 13 home games. Home games. At Lambeau without a giveaway. And the Patriots had two takeaways in this game. Both courtesy of the aforementioned thumbs up, Jack Jones. Jack Jones. Before we get to the thumbs down, because what goes up definitely has to come down. A couple of quick things on the socials I would like to run by you. First, this one from our pal, Chris Mason from Mass Live, who was on the Six Rings podcast this week. Buddy old pal. Kendrick Bourne credited the coaching staff for splitting reps 50-50 between Hoyer and Zappi this week. There wasn't a shock to the system when Zappi had to take over. They were ready. Hmm. Did you have any idea that, A, they had split reps between the two 50-50, so that must have meant if Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, all over the place like he did in Kansas City, they might have been ready to put Zappi in. And is this also going to get Kendrick Bourne another trip to the doghouse that he released too much insider information? That is certainly possible, 100%. Why does this guy just keep getting out over his conversational skis? Because he doesn't fit here. Like, his mentality and his emotion. I like the guy. Every time, Look, he's a playmaker. But I don't know that his emotion and mentality and everything fit here. Uh, It does not necessarily surprise me, and no, I do not read into it, that... They potentially were getting Zappy ready to play in terms of quick hook for Hoyer. Mm-hmm. I think it was, holy crap, he's a play away. We yeah. got to try to catch him up, get him up to speed. And Hoyer isn't going to be hurt by it because Hoyer has been in the system. Well, 
has been with this team three times and has been in this offense-ish for a long time and knows it and has all the experience. And Zappy and and it paid off. I think you didn't want to go. You didn't want to go in with the normal backup reps for Zappy. I don't think to this game, and I don't think he would have been as ready if he hadn't gotten a few extra reps. And this one from uh, Mark Daniels, friend of the station from the Providence Journal. How about this one, Andy? This this one will get uh, quote unquote my people fired up as the Patriots put forth one whale of an effort today. Uh, the Patriots are one and three for the ninth time in franchise history. The last two times were last season where they made the playoffs. And, you ready for this? In 2001, when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Fire up the duck boats. Uh, bet anything you want. <laughs> Book the tickets to Atlanta now? Yeah. No, no, no. Excuse me, Arizona. I sh- all right, I'll go to Atlanta instead. I, I think you could I should probably book, go to Arizona. If man. you want to go take a vacation in January to Atlanta, I think you'll have the time. I well, think it you'll probably have the be free time. Duck boats. Arizona. I don't know. I think, I think you're going to open up some time in January, actually. Get the duck boats ready. All right. Thumbs down. Oh, excuse me. I should say, as we are now rebranding it, it is not sponsored. I doubt anyone will sponsor this. This is the Isaiah Wynn Memorial thumbs down list. Well, Isaiah Wynn, then. <laughs> Might oh as well. Uh, oh, he was what terrible. A, what a disappointment. Seems, he... like such a po- seems like a positive guy. Seems like a good dude. Came here. Everyone thought, oh, man, he's one of the best left tackles in SEC history. People said, oh, the arms are a little short. I'm not sure if he's got the size to play left tackle in the NFL. Gets hurt his first year. Was he considered never one full- of the best left tackles in SEC history? He was. He was by who? Uh, by metrics, and he gave up oh, like zero you and pressures. Your metrics. Didn't I he know- play guard at Georgia, though? No, he played left no, tackle, he, but he people thought he should have guard, shifted into exactly. guard in the NFL because of his size. Yes. I don't know where he's going to end up next year. It's not going to be here. I don't even know if he makes it the season because no, I-, I think Marcus Cannon, when Cannon came in, the rushing attack improved. So did the stability of the line, less pressure on Bailey Zappi. Marcus Cannon gave up not one, but two sacks on the day, one of which Isaiah got Brian Wynn. Hoyer, excuse me, Isaiah Wynn gave up not Marcus. one, but two. I apologize. Take, uh, yeah, Go ahead, dump that out, Nick. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> that, that line stands redacted. Isaiah Wynn gave up two sacks on the day, one of which got Brian Hoyer knocked out of the game, and one of which was a whopper of a shot, which led to the strip sack yeah. that cost the Patriots point at the end of the half. Again, Penalties, turnovers, uncharacteristic things. Oh, he had a penalty, too. I think he had two, oh actually. Oh, my God, you're right. No, he had penalty. Ah. And then, thankfully, for a while, ah. he got benched for Marcus Cannon. I thought all along when Marcus Cannon was brought here, like, that was immediately the potential for, oh, oh, a guy that, that made his, his bones here as a, as a right mm-hmm. tackle. That's interesting. Mm. Let's see if he has something. And then when Bill made the comment, I think, two to three weeks ago now about um, – I guess it was after the Steelers game because he was like the black shirt player of the week, one of the players of the week on the practice squad. And Bill was like, you know, he's doing it the right way. He's working up to speed. He's not trying to rush anything. So when he gets out there, he'll be good to go. And I was like, you say when? Because there wasn't a lot of if in there, Bill. Because you got five starting offensive linemen. The the guy who actually starts at his old spot at right tackle is a um, former first round pick, and you're paying him like ten plus million dollars this year to play there, even though he doesn't seem to like to play there. Uh, yeah, I firmly believe that that I, I, I would not um, buy any green bananas if I were Isaiah Wynn. I think there is a shot he could be traded. This is pure speculation. I've heard nothing. But it just wouldn't stun me if they traded him before the trade. Oh, not in the least. That 2018 draft, by the way. Oof. It's not <laughs> well, you mean for the Patriots. Yeah. Because Lamar Jackson's good. <laughs> and he went right after the Patriots. Sure did. <laughs> sure did. Oh, look who's back. You know what? Because he wants to talk about the pivotal play 
that I was frustrated by earlier, and he's on the South Shore. Danny and Quincy wants to talk second and five in overtime. I'll hear it out, Danny. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, when I left you yesterday, I, I, I said to you, Andy, that if Zappi, oh, I, well, I didn't think Zappi was going to play. Whoever played well behind Mac Jones, if he continues to play well, I said don't put it past Belichick to bench Mac Jones, okay? And if Zappi plays well next week and that continues, Mac Jones is seeing the pine. He's seeing the pine. He said more complimentary things about uh, Zappi uh, tonight than, he, than he's done all uh, in, two, in two seasons with Mac Jones. That's not accurate. Him. He praised Mac Jones a lot last year. Okay. He did. He did. He did. But he may, I don't know what happened. But anyways, I mean, the play was they had it set up perfectly. They get the three and out. They get the 20-yard run back in overtime. Mm-hmm. Yes. The 49-yard line. They get five yards on first down. If you were ever going to let the kid throw, you let him throw on second and five. Yep. Second and five is when you let him throw. You don't put him in a situation where you pass it on third and five, where all, all right. the cards are on the table. That's where the game was. That's where it was lost. You Correct. had to win it in overtime. Rodgers was heating up. He was on fire. Um, and the only great punt uh, Bailey had all day, 59 yards earlier in the game, and um, the kid gets called for a hoss caller. Was that a hoss caller? No. Absolutely ter- no. It was one of a no, number of terrible calls on the night. He I had mean, the jersey. That, that killed him. Yep. That killed him. They were bad. I mean, that, I mean uh, that, that, was a, that was a crucial play. But the overtime, you've got to go for it there, man. Yep. You, 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 there's no way you're going to let And I mean, say what you want. It worked because they had the Packers backed up to the 10-yard line. Yep. They had to go down the field and win the game. So they did have him backed up on the Ted yard line, and the defense couldn't stop him. So I, I, but that second and five, that killed me. That killed. Why would you go conservative on second and five, and then put the kid in a position to throw the ball on third and five in that situation? Explain well, that one to me. I think they were over. It's a great question, confident. Danny. Great call. Thank you very much. I'm glad someone else out there who is as passionate about his Patriots as I am, as Andy is, as many are. Feels the same way. Why put him in a position to have to make uh, such a high leverage throw in third and five when second and five is the time? Well, because you had confidence in your offensive line and your running game because they were getting yards. I mean, that's it. It's not a lack of but confidence. You're not dealing in with like else. as we watch Kansas City it's absolutely confidence. kick the crap out of Tampa Bay. Well, yeah. Twenty eight to ten now. Holmes. He's an MVP. You didn't have, but Kansas City's defense was gassed in that overtime when they just kept running Sony Michelle and then Rex Burkhead and Rex Burkhead, and of course you had Tom Brady at the time who was making all of those incredible third down throws. You could see they were gassed. Green Bay's defense wasn't as gassed as the Patriots' defense ultimately was. No, but they were running the ball on them relatively consistently. Yeah, they got f- five on first down. And the strength down. of the team. Yeah, exactly. You got five on first down. Your offensive line and your running back got you five on first down. So if you want to err on being overly confident, that there was an opportunity to do so. I would have thrown. I said it to you at the time. I would have thrown. I thought a boot there was the play because mm-hmm. I think you end the game. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done. But they didn't. And then they kind of, because of that, you know, now – you, you've changed the whole situation, and you've lost that that opportunity. Six Rings Post Game Show tonight brought to you by Zooty. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zooty, that's Z-U-D-Y, dot com for your free trial. All right, back to the thumbs down list. Andy Hart, who else made the list of infamy? So um, this is a general, the penalties. They had seven for 75 um, thumbs down to penalties? I mean, the, the penalties are the thumbs down. It's all of them. It's every effing guy that got a penalty. That includes Matt Patricia. Yep. That includes, you know, Isaiah Wynn. Mm-hmm. That includes Miles Bryant. That, uh, that, all of just y'all. Just put Miles Bryant right beneath Isaiah Wynn. 
Yeah, Miles Bryant's had a tough start to the year, yeah. and again, I think he's been put in positions that aren't his fault. Isaiah Wynn is his fault. Where should he be playing then? Well, first of all, he shouldn't be playing on a regular basis. Shouldn't be returning punts. Didn't do it since high school. His college coaches didn't say, wow, this guy's really athletic. Let's have him return punts. Hadn't done it. Not his fault. Isaiah Wynn, 100% his fault. You are a first-round offensive lineman. I don't care whether you want to play left tackle. You're sad because they put you at right tackle. You want to get into a little pissing match with with, uh, Phil Perry when he asks you about it and you kind of turn into a dink every time anybody asks you about playing right tackle. You're supposed to be a starting caliber NFL offensive lineman. You are not. You are bad. And I don't know if you're not trying or whatever, but you're bad right now. Miles Bryant shouldn't be playing. I compare him to Matt Patricia. You can rip Matt Patricia all you want. He's an expert at defense. Blame Bill. He was put in a position to fail, just like I think Miles Bryant has been kind of put in a position to fail too many times. Um, and he wasn't very good. He gets picked on. When good quarterbacks see him, they pick on him. Josh yeah. Allen, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. like they see matchups and they say, well, I know where I'm going. That Miles Bryant guy's on the field and I get a matchup I can win. So, But the, the penalties, when you're on the road in this situation, third string quarterback, throw everything out there, you can't have seven penalties for 75 yards. And yes, for example, the one on Brendan Schooler was not a horse collar. That was a terrible call. They got screwed on that. But I don't know if you can say they got screwed on all seven of them. In fact, they got away. They should have had an eighth, which would have been cross your hands over delay of game on the touchdown pass. Yeah, which that was a bit of a gift right there from an it. officiating crew that was. Uh, let's say this. They're not going to submit a tape of tonight's officiating crew, Patriots Packers, to the league to use as a demonstration or like a teaching seminar like and here's how you officiate an nfl game even that clip coming back about that penalty when the the ref is explaining to the other guy like how we reset the play clock because it was really weird it went to zero and then actually reset to 40 you almost i don't know that i've ever seen that before in a situation like that and then they had them on camera and the other ref is like oh really that's what happened like they didn't seem like they had their ish together Mm-mm. in that game from start to finish, right up until, as I said earlier, the non-review of the Aaron Rodgers scramble out of a sack play where I think he was down, which should go to a replay review, which would have added whatever, nine yards or eight yards or something to the potential punt return, could have helped the Patriots there uh, in a significant way. But too many penalties. Penalties have been a problem all year or most of the year. I think three and of the last four year games. as well. Oh, definitely. Last year was one of the, I've said it, the worst. Turnovers, and, turnovers and penalties. The so clean it up. Two of the hallmarks of the double dynastic run were not committing stupid penalties and, and also having tidied up special teams, having buttoned up neat special teams. And no penalties and no turnovers. The one turnover today sadly comes at a time when you can leave. It's it's a mistake. You never used to have mistakes like that. People never used to get beaten that badly on the offensive line. It's a mistake that leads to a turnover and took points off the board. Points that could have come in pretty handy at the end of the game where it goes where it goes tied High up game? into overtime. Interesting. Anyone else on the thumbs down list? Uh, nobody specific. No. No. I actually I, I didn't think there were a lot of guys that stood out for the negative tonight. I, I That's how sort of uh, unified, I thought, the effort was. I thought they were all moving in the right direction. I mean, Nelson Aguilar had a drop. Am I going to put him down there for the one drop? No, probably no, not. He no, makes it, he makes it on a week where he doesn't fumble. Oh, good. Are we celebrating the fact that Aguilar didn't fumble this week? Right. But so, he, did have a, he did have a bad drop. I know it was a did. low pass now, from Zappi, but it did hit him where you try to throw it in the chest. A, another guy that would be on my list probably, but again, I don't know why he's out there, is Tavai. That fourth and two, fourth and two, I believe, early, where he jumps inside and then they just go wide on him for like 17 yards, just unacceptable. Like, be an athlete out there a little bit. 
Um, but I, again, don't really know why Tavai plays so much. He had a couple tackles late. He actually came, kind of swung back around. Might have been an overtime. Had a couple nice open field tackles. But Tavai plays more than I think he should. I don't really understand, Dan, why he plays so much. We will wrap up this edition of the Six Rings postgame show. Some final thoughts. We'll look around the rest of the NFL today. Maybe a quick teaser toward next Sunday, week five. Detroit Lions coming to town for the red throwback jersey game. Who will be under center? We'll give our prediction for who's going to be starting at quarterback next week. It's Fitzy and Hart here on the Six Rings postgame show on EEI. Wrapping things up on the Six Rings postgame show following the Patriots' 27-24 defeat in Green Bay to the Packers. Patriots dropped to 1-3 and three on the season. And for the first time in a while, our cellar dwellers in the AFC East, Andy. But like Aaron Rodgers said in his postgamer, doesn't feel like a 1-3 and three team, but you are what your record says, Coach mm. Parcells. Mm. They are 1-3, and three and they are in last place in the AFC East. Uh, a question I just got on the socials that I would like to share with you, Andy. Okay, this, share this away. One. This is from Awash013. At Fitzy, at Jumbo Hart. Not sure if this has been asked, but do the Pats win that game with Mac Jones? Uh, I mean, I think it would be a totally different game. Like, I think the Packers would approach it differently if it's the starting quarterback on the other team and not the third stringer out there. I mean, just look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, uh, the the third kid came in. Like, he's, he doesn't even know who came in right. for that game. I think his mentality, that whole approach is different if it's Mac Jones, an up-and-coming Pro Bowl uh, franchise quarterback. The so third guy comes in. I'm- I will say, in o- for example, in overtime, if you just teleported Mac Jones in that possession, yeah. maybe they treat that differently. Maybe there is a little more confidence in Mac Jones, the second down play we're talking about there. I think that could play out differently. But if he's there the whole game, I think the whole game plays out differently. I think the Packers are supposed to win that game, right? At home, Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers. Is it more the effort that the Patriots brought, or is it more the lack of effort or the lack of focus or the mistakes made by the Packers or probably just a combination therein. Well, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers threw the ball well. No. Like, I thought I mean, he early, throws a beautiful pass, but he was missing a lot of open throws If early. he hits a couple of those, right, it only takes two 80-yard touchdowns to change the whole complexion of a game, right? And he had guys behind the defense. He's lobbing it up, and it's like it's just, you know, four yards too long, three yards too long. It just wasn't quite there for them. Um so I thought that was as big a part of it as anything else. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very fair point. Uh, so we're looking to next Sunday, one o'clock. Detroit Lions also one and three. Yeah, Scrap, scrappy team with a lot oh, of resilience. Good. Did they have a moral victory today? Uh, no, they had a uh, rather disheartening defeat, if you will. Oh, a depressing defeat. They I gave they up. They had a shootout. They they did. Uh, no moral victories for shootouts? No, I don't think there's a lot of moral victories. Uh, a moral victory Monday when you give up 48 points at home to Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. How many did they score? 45. Moral victory kind of stuff. <laughs> you score Showed 45 a lot of fight. and lose. Yeah, I don't know, though. I'm not, I don't think anyone, especially Coach Dan Campbell, is going to be too excited about the grit shown when you almost allow a team that is supposed to finish with the worst record in the NFL to hang a near 50-burger on you at home. Well can't write off geno smith he won't write back mm, that's uh, right oh uh, did you really? um i did but no the, wrote back unfortunately the lions and the patriots are probably similar teams right now in terms of they fight they got a coach that mm-hmm. has them playing hard you have some doubts about the quarterback position in both places because jared goff is still well jared goff and your quarterback will be uh anybody up good to, question in my ear 
can a producer tell me in my ear who the quarterback for the Patriots will be? Isn't that what you people it's do? It's going to – I guarantee you, you will not know until Sunday. My Mac love my, is alarming? Sorry, my prediction, Andy text. is one of the few objective media, uh, but his Mac love is alarming. So I have Mac love? 978 on the text line at 3793. You do not have Mac love. I actually lack love for Mac. You are not a Mac love. I think he's kind of a dink and he's annoyed yes, me for two plus years. There's not a lot of McLovin for two from years. you. No. You're not um, a McLover. I don't think he's terrible. I've said all along I think he's going to have a decade-plus career in the National Football League because he has some ability. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's a upper-half franchise, top-12 starting quarterback. Uh, But getting more importantly, I don't think he'll be on the the field next week. Are are we in agreement on that? Yeah, I want to go. Did you watch the video of uh, of him throwing? He did nothing. He stood there like a – I don't even know. I don't even know why he was there. Stiff. What was the point? Was that – PR, gamesmanship, dog and pony show. Yes, show. something with them, and I don't understand it. I never will and never oh, have. Oh, the Wednesday presser from Belichick is going to be ridiculous because he is going He's going to be asked, Bill, do you have any idea who's going to start Sunday? We'll see. We're day by day. He's yeah. going to say day by day with a smirk. He's not again. He's going to bring not back again. day by day. Not again, but, Coach. So we have Brian Hoyer, who mm-hmm. we don't know if he is had in the protocol. concussion. Well, he had a head injury. That is a euphemism for concussion. So mm-hmm. he's in the protocol, which means he has to clear protocol during the course of the week right. in order to even be eligible to get back out there. So I think... And the correct, protocol is going to be exceedingly... Much tougher than care, it's been. Care, more careful, And yes. it's nobody's fault except careful. the guys in Miami and that whole thing. You're going to pay for their misdeeds. Mm-hmm. But if he is uncertain as of Wednesday, let's say, mm-hmm. if he doesn't miraculously clear protocol protocol quickly which you and i both agree probably won't because it's going to be i think no i think the dolphins don't they have to sign a quarterback day by day don't they have to sign a quarterback my gosh can you imagine that where's newton i've heard you say that a million times no don't they need a quarterback who knows the system and is familiar with them yeah dolagala that who is he where's he at i think he was in green bay was he? Well, Danny's on the practice squad no, last Danny, year. No, anyway. Danny Etling is theirs now. He's a former Patriot. You could sign sure. Danny Etling off the Packers uh, practice squad. Well, you you'll have Jacoby Myers, so probably back next week. That'll help. Maybe. Maybe. And he's so healthy, we're going to make him a quarterback? Like, I just, I think that's a consideration. I think that's a topic that's going to have to be discussed early this week. Is, All right. Do the Patriots work out quarterbacks, and who can they sign? My prediction next week, Bailey Zappi starts, and the home fans go wild because they get to see their guy after they he took them on such a ride today. Under improbable circumstances. Speaking of which, it's time now for the Patriots Player of the Game. Patriots Player of the Game is brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids, that's Cars with a K, dot com, or one eight seven seven cars for kids Let's just say it on three, Andy. Ready? One, two, three. Bailey, Bailey Zappi. There you go. I'm is pre- he just the second quarterback with the last name Z to start for the Patriots, joining some other jack wagon in this town oh wow <laughs> i'm just kidding patriots do the pay, pay, breaking news patriots only team ever to have two quarterbacks with the last name that began with z start games for him let's and run with dola gala is apparently in cincy okay oh is he oh, that's well, what the google tells me so i'm telling you know who's available Cam no newton. way zappy and newton next week unreal no chance no way no how don't no, they sir. have to sign a quarterback potentially probably Andy, I'm proud of this team. I love the effort they put forth. They gamed it. They played hard. They played their asses you off. You see that thing up there? Yep. That's the Jets ahead of you. <laughs> see? Every you, time just I just so try everybody to leave, knows, I Pitchy try fell to get the momentum the going towards moral victory Monday. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening.